I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Cress robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone, and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Cress robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Hello and welcome to this special edition of the RHS Gardening Podcast, celebrating 50 years of the UK's largest community gardening campaign, RHS Britain in Bloom. I'm Sean Thomas, Garden Visits Editor for the RHS, and coming up in this podcast, we'll be looking at how Britain in Bloom helps to create lasting improvements to local environments for people across the UK. We'll visit Britain in Bloom projects in both Bath and Manchester, and hear about what's in store for our golden anniversary, and importantly, how you and your community can get involved. The Britain in Bloom campaign was launched in 1964 by the British Tourist Board based on the example set by Fleurismont de France to market the country through floral displays. Since then, it's become part of the UK's cultural and horticultural landscape, inspiring millions of people. Today, it involves more than 3,900 groups and hundreds of thousands of volunteers, donating more than 10.9 million hours to projects which benefit the wider community. Bath was the first city to win Britain in Bloom 50 years ago. Bill Bailey started gardening for Bath's Park Department in 1958 and he remembers the early days of the campaign well. Here he describes organising one of the first judging tours. Obviously I was here pre-Britain in Bloom. We used to have to decide which was the best way to, to do a route to come into the city to, so that people thought, well, oh, we're going to come to Bath shopping again because we can see those flowers again. And people were then coming from all over the world to see the teddy bear picnic and uh, butterflies and trains we used to advertise the tr- you know proper three-dimensional figure of the train and um, it became well worldwide you know in the early days stan hitt became head of the park department in bath in 1966 he remembers how the emphasis in the early days was very much on floral displays and trader participation i'm stan hitt and i used to be the the head of the parks department here way back a long time ago. came here in 66, 1966, just after the um, uh, Britain Bloom started. People from overseas have always uh, enjoyed their flowers, no doubt about it. I, I, I came across some Americans and I heard one say to you, gee, there are flowers everywhere. You know, they obviously lap them up. Uh, and I know someone went to holiday uh, in Rome and, and uh, when she said where she was from at the reception desk, they said, oh, that city with all those lovely flowers. This was in Rome. So, it, you know, we did become internationally renowned. Things were different, as, as, as Bill said. There was certainly a lot of um, emphasis on trader participation. And we had our own um, businessmen's floral association here that, that, that kept them all at it and, and raised money to pay for uh, displays in the city. 
one of the first things that any new shop that came to the city, first thing they did was put flowers out because they wanted to be part of it. They could see all the flowers everywhere else. The council bent over backwards to try and instigate Britain in Bloom and the Southwest Tourist Board did a, a competition, was it for the Gordon Ford Trophy, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? For, yeah, for Ford Gordon Cut, Ford candlesticks for trader participation, yeah. which became a national um, award, to, and, and Bath won it seven times. So our trader participation was second to none in those days. To achieve what we've achieved, I suppose, and, or the staff have, we've been very lucky, haven't we? And we've been very lucky to be here with it going on, because, I mean, it, you sort of live it. Today, groups get involved in a huge range of community projects. Here's Sophie Dawson, who coordinates the campaign. Groups get involved in all sorts of things. It really depends on the local area and what the local community needs. But it's environmental projects, so community gardening projects, but they might also be doing litter picks, they might be looking after um, wildlife reserves, environmental projects. Lots of groups will manage town centre displays of flowers or will work in parks with local authority staff to look after local areas. This year we did a survey into the kind of activities that groups get involved in and over 60% plant edibles and 58% are involved in transforming derelict land. So areas that previously may have been prone to fly tipping where you'd, you know, you'd walk past and it would depress you every day, the local community would come along and they'd clean it up and they'd fill it with plants and then care for that area on an ongoing basis. That's the kind of project that Bloom Groups will really take forward. So what kind of projects are our first winners in Bath involved in this year? Volunteer Stephen Brook is a member of the Bath in Bloom committee. Well, we have regular meetings each month as part of the committee's uh, remit, but then we we go on to organise various events and so on. We have uh, a charity event coming up in in the summer. We've got um, uh, a street party locally that we're organising and promoting Bath and Bloom and, and the horticultural side of it. We're involved with the environmental side of it, you know, litter picking groups we try to organise and things like this all around various parts of the city. We try to encourage um, various shops and businesses to get involved in, in any way they can, putting up hanging baskets, planters and stuff like that. Anything that just sort of brightens up the city makes it more attractive. Anyone can get involved, villages, towns, large cities and urban communities. Even small groups of volunteers who are working together in their street can join in via the It's Your Neighbourhood level of the campaign. Sophie Dawson. Britain in Bloom is fundamentally about transforming places and enabling people, empowering people to make a difference where they live. Rather than walk past something that's been bothering them, it's about getting together with your neighbours and saying, actually, we can do something about this and we can make this a place we want to live in. RHS It's Your Neighbourhood is the part of Britain in Bloom that's designed for small, volunteer-led groups working on very local projects. For example, those focused entirely on one street or alley. It's Your Neighbourhood was launched in 2006 and has been very popular. We spoke to volunteers from an It's Your Neighbourhood group in Didsbury in Manchester. My name's Heather Stemp. I'm a member of the Friends of Fletcher Moss and Pastage Gardens. I'm also one of the volunteers who does all the gardening here. Our aim is to make Didsbury, which is a suburb in the south of Manchester, as attractive as possible for everybody who lives and works here um, and for the, um, the shops and the offices and really just to bring colour into people's lives. And all, we've got about 14 sort of subgroups of uh, It's Your Neighbourhood and we're all doing our own bit towards it. My name's Judy Robinson and I am um, help with the community orchard and with what goes on in Parswood Avenue. Parswood Avenue um, neighbours got together for two street parties 
our avenue is, is a U-shape, so we don't tend to know the people who live around the bend. And uh, we got to know people, and people were very interested in, in making the avenue look more attractive because we had an embankment down one side that was full of brambles and, and all sorts of weeds and gradually got, litter got put into that, and my husband decided that he was going to clean it up. And uh, following on from that, we got together with neighbours, we got some free bulbs from the city council and we had um, a road closure for a, for a Sunday and we planted 2,500 bulbs, which look fantastic. And they're coming up again at the moment. And most more recently, we've got together, we've had a meeting to see where we're going forward from here. And the plan is to put all the grass verges to have flowers in them round the trees and to do more work on the embankment. I've been involved I suppose for about five six years now uh, with community gardening and apart from increasing my knowledge hugely of plants because I found that nobody knows everything so we've all learnt from each other very much so but also it's been a great way of making new friends and getting involved with other activities. I am so busy and so involved I don't know how I had time to go to work before (laughs) but I would recommend it to anybody. It doesn't matter if you don't know anything. Some people come and say I'd like to be a volunteer but I don't know anything and we just pair them up with somebody who knows a little bit more than they do and that's how we and it, and it just grows from there. Stephen Brook. Bath's always been known for its flowers and its beautiful parks, and so that there's obviously that side of it which benefits everybody, visitors, residents, and so on. But beyond that, I think neighbourhoods, you know, when they're improved, and, and it, even in small ways, can make quite a difference, can cheer people up, and it makes people feel more proud of their local communities within the, the area that we, we work so it does make quite a difference, I think. And I think, you know, people start to appreciate that it is, uh, you know, that everybody has a role to play. I think that's quite important. And then you, you find people coming forward to, you know, offer their help in little ways, things like that. But, you know, collectively, they all add up. One place where the campaign has truly benefited all members of the community is at the White Moss Club for Young People in Charlestown, Manchester. Yeah, my name's Johnny Biggs. I'm a volunteer youth worker. I've been volunteering for 18 years now. My name's John Biggs. I've been involved with the White Moss Club for Young People for some 50 years now. We've been involved with It's Your Neighbourhood for quite a number of years now, I think about seven years, and we've kind of progressed over those seven years and we've brought communities together and developing lots of things around the centre. We have developed a sensory garden particularly for special needs children and adults and people within the community and we've developed that from absolutely derelict land and now we've actually got our own allotments so we're growing our own vegetables and we're actually using those for cooking for our value noted people. It involves, the sensory garden involves um, lots of people um, from club members uh, from the community coming in, helping out, they're digging, they're grassing, they're doing all sorts of jobs and planting lots of herbs. And this is the type of kind of flower and plant that we, it's that smell and the touch for the special needs children. And they love that type of thing. And we found that very, very uh, rewarding for the centre. I've been getting uh, young volunteers involved as well and neighbours, recruiting neighbours to help out and we've also got um, schools in the area 
that have a plot in the allotments and they, they grow their own food and it, that's what's good to get the young young kids involved in learning how to grow things and, and then we when when all that's grown we deliver it to the old people's home over the road um, and they, they get to eat all the, the stuff that we grow so it's um, part of seeing it as a seed and then we get the kids to go down and deliver it to the old people's home so it's good to see start and finish. And it's just that intergeneration thing um, which is so important to me and, and to our, our committee members and to all the volunteers that keep the place going. As we've heard, Britain in Bloom inspires groups to make a difference. The projects create opportunities for groups to share ideas amongst themselves and learn from each other. The RHS also provides advice to every group that takes part through a magazine and online resources to help people set up groups and to grow them. And I think that's where the, the RHS has helped us because it's just give us a vision of what we want to do for the future. And as year and year has gone, we've done something different and we've progressed, and I, and I think without that RHS, the Britain in Bloom kind of projects, we, we wouldn't have got as far as we, we have got. As part of Britain in Bloom, awards are given out in recognition of horticultural achievement, but also for environmentally responsible activities, such as efforts to help wildlife and preserve resources. The campaign also recognises efforts to involve the wider community, to educate young people in horticulture and to engage with businesses. Here's Bath in Bloom's Barry Cruz. Children play a, a, a vital part in our entry into Britain in Bloom, as they do indeed in everybody's entry. Uh, we, we mentor a school, uh, which will we show the judges en route uh, when they judge us. Uh, we stay, stick with them year-round, we get involved with the projects they do, we get them sponsored. We encourage them to enter the It's Your Neighbourhood scheme, and I think we have two two schools which are outstanding, one outstanding awards in, in the IYN scheme. As you'd expect with 2014 being our golden anniversary year, many of Britain in Bloom's groups have organised really special events to mark this momentous occasion. Here's Sophie Dawson. So to celebrate this year's 50th anniversary, 50 years of Britain in Bloom, we'll be growing for gold and getting groups up and down the UK to plant golden pollinator-friendly sunflowers. And as Barry explains, Bath also has some special events planned. This year, gosh, what a year. It's a, it's a very special year. 50th anniversary of Britain in Bloom. And we've got loads of stuff planned to, to celebrate that occasion. But one of the most exciting things I, I, I've, I've got involved in, we've commissioned from Bath College um, the mature students, actually, not, not the youngsters, the mature students. They're designing a statue or a sculpture to go in Parade Gardens, which is our, one of our major parks, and the brief was 50 years of Britain in Bloom. And they come up with six designs. Two of them were absolutely incredible. And we have to choose which one's best. And that will go on display in Parade Gardens forever and a day. And that, that to celebrate 50 years of Britain in Bloom. Bath in Bloom are also giving away heritage and modern seeds to local community groups. We've given them to uh, It's Your Neighbourhood groups to compare. So seeds from 50 years ago, seeds from today. They're vegetable seeds. They'll grow them and compare with the what the germination was like, what the yield is like. So that should be an interesting one to, to follow. We're doing a similar-ish thing with, with school children, uh, giving away seeds from one of the Pennard seeds, actually. I think they're a local company. And they will be vegetable seeds with especially... They've got coloured leaves, all, all the different vegetables, different coloured vegetables and different coloured leaves to appeal to children. So that's another project which we are working on, and that, that will happen. So an exciting year. Yeah, you bet. It's going to be really exciting. So much to look forward to in Bath and around the UK for this year's Britain in Bloom. 
If you've been inspired and you'd like to set up a project to transform your local area, visit the RHS website for further information about how you can get involved. Visit rhs.org.uk slash communities or you can call the team on 0207 821 3069 or you could use the online map to find a group working in your area and get in touch to lend a hand. Most groups are run by volunteers and extra pairs of hands are always welcome, whether you're interested in planting bulbs or writing newsletters. You can also find details on special Britain in Bloom 2014 launch events around the UK at nationalgardeningweek.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the 50-year celebrations and thanks to everyone who helps to keep Britain in Bloom. For now, from me, Sean Thomas, RHS Garden Visits Editor, goodbye. I'm walking down the path in my garden and I have a suggestion for you on how you could help with global warming. With a large lawn, I found a simple way of making a big difference. I sold my ride-on mower and bought a top-of-the-range Crest robotic lawnmower. It runs off rechargeable batteries and uses cutting-edge technology to mow and maintain a lawn this size. The petrol mower has gone and with it, the emissions. I actually don't know why I didn't sell the ride-on sooner. With the Crest robotic lawnmower, the lawn is actually looking better. The tiny grass cuttings fall into the grass roots, helping to fertilize the grass. And the family doesn't have to put up with the noise and fumes from the ride-on. And I've freed up more of my time to spend with them and in the garden. It's an easy step. And you could also be making that change today. Ask for Cress in your local garden machinery dealer. Or visit cress.com. Discover the beauty of an RHS membership all year round. Save 25% off an RHS membership today when paying by direct debit. Prices start at just £55.50. With a membership, you'll gain access to an array of special events at our gardens all year round. Be the first to know about RHS flower shows and get exclusive member-only days plus reduced rate tickets. And you'll have the chance to enhance your gardening know-how with access to free expert garden advice, monthly editions of The Garden magazine, and so much more. Terms and conditions apply.